Quack, baby. Quack, quack. Meaning stream time. You already know. You know what time it is. What time is it? Oh, yeah. It's meaning stream time. It's meaning stream time. Time for that meaning stream. Uh, good day. Good morrow. Good uh, evening. All that thing. How you doing, baby? It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you, but, you know, I, I got to work sometimes on stuff that isn't streaming. However, the 24-hour, <laughs> the 24-hour meaning of radio is coming soon, so, like, soon you'll just have, like, 24 hours, baby. You'll just have 24-hour live soundtracking going on, and that's going to be sick. Uh, I'm looking into a situation, you know, most people's live stream, that's just, like, a Spotify playlist, right, on a random, and a GIF. You know that's what most people do, right? That's most people. That's the extent of the effort they're willing to put in. But uh, I'm looking into a situation. Ooh. I'm looking into a situation where I could be jumping on and doing, like, DJ sets. Uh, and, like, playing stuff live. You wouldn't even necessarily know. Damn! 
Yeah, we're also looking to get some homies getting in and doing stuff too. So yeah, that's uh, I'm aiming it next week for that. Aiming it next week for the 24-hour radio. Get after it. Epic activities intensify. Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited today. I'm super excited because the first new song from the forthcoming Joe Rogan album is dropping tonight on all streaming platforms. It's called Get That Good Feeling, and it's epic. Get that, get that, get that, get that good feeling. Uh, We're going to drop a music video for that tonight. A music video for that will drop tonight at, uh, will that be 11 Central, I believe? 9 p.m. PST, midnight EST, is that what it is? I think it is. It should be two hours after the stream finishes. I'm still like getting my wrapping my brain around the different time zones. That's right, Andrew Beth K. Just in time for tomorrow's workout. You're gonna get that good feeling. Get that, get that, get that good feeling. Yeah. Really excited. The music video is dope. We have a dope music video. But yeah, I'm super excited because I was just listening to the mixes for the for the whole Joe Rogan album. Officially approved. And uh, it's very, very good. Some might, some might, might say it's the best one yet. It might just be the best one yet. Anyway, how are you all doing tonight? What's cracking? Who's in the building? Who's in the building? We got YouTube Hero Alex in the building. We got Sheila D613 in the building. We got Miss Superconductor in the building. Yeah. Oh, 137 is your lucky number, huh? Well, then this one must be for you. This one must be dedicated to Miss Superconductor. That must be the nature of this, this here stream. Epic. Epictivities. What up, Michael in Seattle? What up, MH Digital Web? What up, Michael Tapia? Joe Alvarez says, I'm still dancing outside the grocery store, guys, with my headphones on. Epic. Righteous. Yeah, we're going to go in tonight. We're going to play uh, Epic Meaning Wave Records. We're going to swing cowbells. We're going to hop up and down. We're going to, uh, you know, we're going to enjoy the lights. We're going to enjoy our beautiful lighting. We're going to enjoy our wall. Our wall. We're going to enjoy that while we still can because uh, we've got some sets arriving. We've got some backdrops coming in. This Spartan setup you've been enjoying for the past week or so will not last forever, baby. So enjoy it while you can. You know, I was thinking, man... We in that stage right now, you know, we just moved to Texas. We're just setting up this house. And it's a beautiful thing, setting up a new place, you know, and you only get to do it once in that place. You don't get to do it twice. It's this beautiful little period of time where everything is pure potential. And I'm really enjoying it. You know, I'm really enjoying it and making, trying to make sure I'm as, uh, I'm not trying, I am. I'm making sure I'm as present as I can be so I can enjoy this experience I can uh, not just be like thinking about the future when think when you know what I've got a really nice desk and I've built my acoustic panels and all that. No, no, no. I'm enjoying this. 
I'm enjoying the bare wall. I'm enjoying being in the garage, making uh, making my studio. I'm really, really enjoying that, I gotta say. I gotta say I'm loving that. The material I've selected to cover my acoustic panels arrives tomorrow. I got my staple gun today. Oh, baby. I get emotional thinking about it. It's just such a beautiful thing. Such a privilege and a wonder, and I gotta thank you guys. Without you guys, none of this exists. You know what we like to say? We like to say, Meaty Wave exists! Yeah, it does. But without you, Meaty Wave wouldn't exist! Jose. Is it Jose or Jose? Talavera. What a Chris Champagne. We've got Chris Champagne in the building. Chris Champagne's a wavy individual. He sent me a picture of him wearing the Texas gear. He's looked very wavy. I'm going to post that somewhere. we got new gear dropping tonight as well. We've got that get that good feeling line dropping tonight. Ow! That is very fly. What up, Cunning Stunts is on a call with the State Senator and the Department of Natural Resources. Life has become strange. Do me a favor, Cunning Stunts. Uh, let them know. Meanie Wave exists! Just be like, you'd be like, uh, excuse me a minute, I've just got something to say. It's very important. What's that? What's that? Meanie Wave exists! Yeah. It was a very abrupt delay. Why did that happen? Oh, there you go. Can you hear that? They're very sensitive, my little rotary buttons here sometimes. I've really been trying to make sense of this, eh? Because, well, what the hell's going on? Why am I selling out 3,000-person auditoriums? I use the stage, let's say, as a opportunity in real time to think. I've been thinking... Well, if you're surfing, you don't confuse yourself with the wave. The wave. The wave. That's a real mistake. You might be on top of the wave. The wave. The wave. The wave. That's a real mistake. You might be on top of the wave. The wave. I think this long-form discussion... And the public hunger for that is best conceptualized like that. There's a technological revolution. It's a deep one. Online video and audio. Immediately accessible to everyone all over the world. It's turned the spoken word into a tool that has the same reach as the printed word. So it's a Gutenberg revolution in the domain of video and audio. And it might be even deeper than the original Gutenberg revolution because it isn't obvious how many people can read, but lots of people can listen. The wave. The wave. The wave. The wave. The wave. 
Get on top of the wave. that were really stringent, especially in TV, where you could get 30 seconds if you were lucky in six minutes if you were stellar, 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 stellar to elucidate a complicated argument. So you can't do that. Everything gets compressed to a kind of oversimplified entertainment. But now, all of a sudden, we have this forum for long-form discussion real long-form discussion turns out that everyone is way smarter than we thought the wave the wave the wave the wave that's a real mistake you might be on top of the wave the wave the wave the wave you might be on top of the wave the wave the people forefront of this are being cascaded forward like a surfer on a giant wave on this technological transformation it's necessary to keep your ego under control with regards to the people coming to see me the proper attitude towards that and i think this is true for any performer is gratitude you bloody well be happy those people are there and you should never think there's something spectacularly special about yourself that's attracting these people and that somehow you're above them and they're your fans or there's this real power differential even though that sort of manifests itself because people are so happy to see you that's a dangerous pathway and i truly am ridiculously overwhelmed and grateful and happy and pleased that all these people show up that's right baby You showed up. Look, you showed up. And I'm very grateful that you showed up. Look at you. Look at you. Look at God. Baby, get that good feeling. Get that good feeling. All right, baby. I want you, uh, if you have the capacity, if you got the ability, I want you to drop all them purple Rogan faces in that chat. I want a flood of purple Rogan heads in that chat right now, baby. Yeah. Dexter, what up? Love that I came in eating a burrito listening to JBP Wave. That sounds like the first line of an epic novel. I came in eating a burrito listening to JBP Wave. It was a beautiful day to be alive. At the peak of recorded human civilization. As the chat was flooded with purple Rogan faces. Beautiful purple bald Rogan faces flooded the chat. Not enough people had smashed that like, but it was early. They didn't know, dear Lord, they didn't know what they had done. They didn't realize that they were supposed to smash the like. Well, now they know. Now they know! Get that good feeling, baby. If you got a kettlebell, swing that thing. If you got a table, jump up on that thing. If you got a big truck, jump up on that big truck. And shake that big old butt, baby. 
It's this fear of discomfort. Yeah, yeah. People have this extreme feeling in their mind when it comes to their associations with exercise. They want to avoid discomfort. They feel like any type of exercise is just like something to be avoided. That's not for me. Fuck that. I don't want to sweat. I don't want to strain. I don't want to sweat. I don't want to strain. And a lot of times, this association that they have is about the beginnings of getting in shape. It's not about once you're actually fit. Because once you're actually fit, then you look forward to it. It feels great. If I can't get a workout in, I look at my schedule and go, oh shit, I don't have any time for a workout, which means I'm not going to get that good feeling, get, get that good feeling. And so instead of looking at it like, oh, I've got to go grunt and sweat, I'm thinking I'm not going to feel good. I'm not going to feel relaxed. I'm not going to feel carefree. Even appreciative, like my appreciation of things, it gets enhanced greatly after exercise. I just feel better. Most people, their associations are to avoid anything that's uncomfortable. It's so illogical. Discomfort is your friend. It really is. Discomfort, not being happy and content with certain situations in life. They're massive, massive motivators. They're amazing at facilitating change. Yet our instinct is to avoid those and just sit on a couch and watch some fucking reality show. It's bizarre. When I get really disciplined and really consistent, with my workouts. I almost feel momentum. I feel like there's push behind me, like, all right, yeah, now I'm doing sweat. I wanna strain, I wanna sweat, I wanna strain, I wanna sweat, I wanna strain, I wanna sweat, I wanna strain. Get that good feeling, get that good feeling, get that good feeling. I'm a sweat, I'm a strain, 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 get that good feeling, get that good feeling, get that good feeling. Resistance much weaker and it makes my motivation and my discipline much stronger. I think a lot of it is based on just the consistency. Blowing something off is not just bad for you physically, it's also bad mentally because then that option is now available. The option to fuck off, you did it before and you're probably going to do it again and you'll get mediocre results, not just in that aspect of your life, maybe in all aspects of your life. That option to fuck off. When you embrace it, that is a pathway that you might choose when it comes to dealing with conflict in your personal life, business, business decisions, career decisions, like an uncomfortable decision that you might be faced with, what your pathway is in life, but you don't do it instead, you fuck off. And that inclination to fuck off, that gathers momentum as well. The inclination to be disciplined, that comes with momentum. I think both things. You take a path. I wanna sweat, I wanna strain, 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 get that good feeling, get get that good feeling, get that good feeling. I'm sweat, I wanna strain, I'm gonna 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 sweat, I wanna strain, get that good feeling, get get that good feeling, get that good feeling. It feels great! Yeah yeah, amazing noise, MAZ! I wanna see you flood that chat with all them bold rogging heads if you got them. All them beautiful purple things. And if you ain't got them, just smash out some waves, baby. You know how it do. 
the path. Or the path of the fuck off. The path of the fuck your off. body is like a race car that you can juice up yourself. Like you can add the fat tires. You can add improve suspension. You can beef up the horsepower in the engine. You can do all that yourself. Or you could just choose to have this shitty body. No one's under the illusion that you're gonna live forever, but you are enhancing the experience that you're currently involved in right now. You are alive, you do experience this life, but do you experience this life optimally? Is it as enjoyable as it can be? And we all know that there's a spectrum for that enjoyability. Like we've all had times in our life where it's not been so great, and then times in our life where everything came together like, what a fucking great day, woo! Great day, woo! Great day, woo! Great day, woo! Make more of those. Make more of those. Make more of those. You can make more of those. And then the whole thing's better. And then the whole thing's better. And I think when that whole thing is better, it affects everybody you touch, everybody that's around you, everybody you come in contact with. And that in turn, I mean, it sounds so grandiose, but in, in turn can affect the entire race of human beings. Every decision a young person makes 
is a commitment to a life course. And if you make a bad decision of that angle, there you're far off course. But after a certain age, there's no future. And suddenly the present becomes rich. It becomes that thing in itself which you're now experiencing. And if you've been prepared a little bit for that, you're ready. Unreleased Joseph Campbell. Maybe we'll never release it. Maybe we'll just play it on the meaning stream. It's, it's just so special. Blood that chat, baby. All them wave emojis for Joseph Campbell. And that epic, useful power of myth. Myth lets you know where you are. That's what it's for, baby. So you can orient yourself in this magical kingdom. In which we reside. In which we dwell, baby. Hey. Yo, 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 what's cracking out there? What up, Dexter? What up, Francis? What up, Mighty? Says, I've been playing that Jocko album you made on repeat. Yo, that's because you're smart and wise and your ancestors are proud of you. That's what's up with that. Hey, hey, what up, Hybrid Loser? Says, thank you for all you do, Akira. You've helped me through many days. God bless you, Hybrid Loser. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're sharing your light with the world. We're proud of you. God bless. What up, Andrew? Bless that, baby. Says, I'm getting that good feeling. Thank you, Akira. Thank you, brother. International high five coming right up. Here's my question for you, baby. Where did you come from today to get to the MAZ? You're in the MAZ right now. You're in the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. What gets you that good feeling, baby? What gets you that good feeling? How'd you get that good, good feeling? Huh? You let me know. You let me know right now, baby, with the power of chat and hieroglyphics. You can do it. Maisie Fam says, all my favorite speakers and authors. What? Man like what? The uh, What's Wave vinyl test presses will be with us within four days, I'm told. Woof! 
That's going to be pretty exciting, baby. I think we might have to uh, play a test pressing live on stream. What do you think? Not the whole, like a bit of it or something. Huh? Yeah, we kettlebelling. How long have I been kettlebelling? We should be keeping a tab on this. What is it, three or four days? Is it four days straight of kettlebelling in the streams? That's my new system. If you're listening to on the podcast, you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, I added a habit. Uh, you know, the, the thing with life, right, is life is just... Uh, the deeper into life you go, it's just a series of habit loops, baby. Just a series of habit loops. That's what your life becomes. So... You just got to make sure you're in control of those habits and you got to make sure they're serving you and taking you where you want to go. You know, so I do a habit audit every quarter I check in. I do like a little monthly one, but I do a quarterly big one. I check in, I say, what habits have I got? The cool thing about moving state, not just moving house, but moving state, is it's an opportunity to uh, check all your habits and make sure they're all rocking all good and implementing any useful ones. So I've added a habit to the stream. I'm like, okay, I'm streaming four hours a day at least. If I add a kettlebell to the setup and I just have to do some sw- kettlebell swings during it, that means I will inevitably do a shitload of kettlebell swings because I stream every day for at least four hours. In the same way that I was like, all right, I want to get up early. I know, I'll, 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 I'll create a morning show and then I have to get up and do the morning show, right? In the same manner, I've added kettlebells to the setup and now I swing kettlebells every day without fail, you know? It's just a thing that occurs. It's just a system. It's just a part of that system, and the system will, will lead me inevitably towards my aim. There's no getting away from that when you implement a system, you know? That's the power of system. Shout out to your boy Scott Adams, who was the guy who, uh, who coined that term of phrase, as far as I know, anyway. The old systems versus goals thing. Systems beat goals thing. And surely it does work. Uh, I read a book called The Power of Habit, you know? And uh, I didn't entirely agree with everything in it because the power of habit says you can't break a habit. You can only replace it. And I've broken habits. I used to smoke fags. Uh, I I stopped smoking fags and I haven't smoked fags for years and years and years and I didn't replace that with nothing. Same with booze. Although you could say I replaced booze with the adventure of meaning waves. Maybe that's true. But anyway, habits, uh, they're difficult to break but they're easier to replace. So if you've got a habit you don't like, that's a great opportunity to implement one you do like. A useful one. That's one of them big, big, big life keys. Once you've got that cracking in your life, you can just keep adding new habits to your life. Don't do too many at once, you know. Get one rocking, get it like locked in, then add another one. Keep doing that. And then your victory is inevitable. Inevitable victory for you. Make some noise for the inevitable victory of you. Myth lets you know where you are. Hey. Yeah. We got Luke and McSharp out in the Bay Area. Jiu-Jitsu, parkour, climbing trees, and other climbable fangs. My guy. That's how he gets his good feeling, man. Seth Parker got that good feeling making something beautiful for my wife. 
That's very beautiful. Capital, I get that good feeling from improving myself and making real concrete progress, getting through adversity and helping others do so, and through music and stories that evoke meaning. Yes, yes. Milkman Dan Melbourne, new levels of understanding give me that good feeling. MD, doing difficult things. WMIV. Capital, Everett WA, Globestyle. Dan Frank, the kettlebells made me sore all week. Yes. Uh, righteousness all over the place. Walking, more poet. Uh, Virginia running with my dog, even though I hate running, gives me a good feeling. Funny how the stuff that you hate to do is the stuff that makes you feel good. Huh. Uh, Jose Talvera, can somebody Uber me to Akira's house? What? <laughs> what? Dan Costa, what makes me feel good is I'm going to get my brother from prison tomorrow, and I have planned something. Excellent. Daniel Jang Thong, as always, mad, mad love. Bless up to you. Bless up David Howe. Kettlebells are not better than barbells, but they're good too. Possibly more convenient. I mean, they're definitely convenient in the context of doing a stream. That's real. Uh, Cindy Bailey, I'm currently convalescing in the recovery wing of MAZ. Edibles are bringing me that good feeling for now. Hey, get after it, Cindy Bailey. What up, Matt Gritton and Alan Carr? Easy way recommended for quitting smoking. Or you could just quit. I just did, you know, Jocko style. How do I quit smoking? Quit smoking. That's it, that's it, baby. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like it works. What up, DS? Do I how you doing, baby? What up, Andrew P? Andre P. What up, Tower One Power, you bad man? Says, I've never heard the Don be negative once. Really? In all these years? Tower One Power has been here since the beginning, man. Tower One Power was here in like 2006 or something. Yo, back when I was like Akira the Don rapping my ass off in London and shit. Back when I was like, uh, you know, just like hanging out with White Out and Big Nasty and them boys. And just doing the rapidy rapidy. Getting after it. That was beautiful. Glenn Barnett, chopping that wood, got that good feeling flowing today. Ah! Oh, few things are as glorious in life as chopping wood. What up, Insight of the Ages? Says, love you, brother, dancing to these beats just for the joy of it. Hope you and yours are thriving in Texas. Flying cars will be there first, FYI. Yo, baby, we beautiful. I'm glad you're beautiful too, baby. You keep dancing. Shout out to Jose Talvera. Says, I quit watching Prawn. Congratulations! Proud of you. Hybrid Loser says, appreciate your vibes. Appreciate you. And your generosity. Shouts out to you all. You deserve an international high five. Yes, you do. You deserve an international high five. This is your opportunity to uh, join together with your brothers and sisters in the MAZ across space and time. Space and time. And to uh, join those vibes and to download the mass of that, that power. Dawn is good. And then you're going to say what you're going to do is good. with that power inside you. Three, two, one. Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> there you go, baby. We're getting after it. Yeah. Consciousness has, has other notions of how things ought to be. What virtue is. So on. 
Mythology, baby, from that released album, Songs of Mythology, out on all streaming platforms and to download via Bandcamp. Hey, Milman Dancer's Meaning Wave, Joseph Campbell Golden Vinyl Album. Would love to own that. Will love to own that. You will, because we're going to make that happen, Milton Dan. We're going to manifest that. 
We're going to manifest that. Why? Why? Because that's what you deserve, Milkman Dan. Was it not you who told me my name? Was it not you who revealed to me that the Welsh translation of Akira the Dawn is Akira the Wave? Yes, it was. You deserve that golden vinyl. You will get it. As a mirror, I think what people are putting out is an incredible indicator of what's inside of them. So right now there's a lot of political anxiety. There's a lot of ideological anxiety. And so what we're seeing is a lot of judgment. We consume as animals. And I think if one feels overwhelmed, they should stop consuming. Stop consuming. I don't put social media consumption in a very different place than the films and music and books that one reads. The collective replies to people's angst is no different than Kurt Cobain's singular angst. Gary V. Man like Lorcan McSharp says this might be the wisest Gary I've heard. Yeah, Gary's smart, baby. Don't get it twisted with Gary. He is a stoic Russian Jew. And a bad motherfucker. But don't you get it twisted with Gary, baby. Gary got the keys. Use contrast often. Hey, you don't want to be this bad. 
you could be over here. But repetition and simplicity, our brains are just simple machines. But repetition and simplicity, our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets solidified. But repetition and simplicity, our brains are just simple machines. And if you keep things simple, the brain can process it and deal with it. And if you keep things simple, the brain can process it and deal with it. If it's complicated, your brain has a tendency to just flush it out. Can't deal with it, flush it out. The fake because is a form of pseudo-logic. Sometimes you need to get people moving with a fake reason that doesn't even actually pass logical uh, standards, but people don't need logical reasons. Just look at politics. People have incredibly different opinions, and many of them are smart. So if you've got smart people on opposite sides of basically every issue, you can see that they don't need real reasons. We're not a species that operates on real reasons. We just, we'll take a fake reason, we'll take one we made up, we'll take a guess, we'll follow our friends. Once you understand that people don't need real reasons, it frees you. Because if you're locked in a little world at a lower level of awareness where you say, well, I'm not going to convince somebody unless I have a real reason. Sorry, that's not the reality any of us live in. Real reasons are good if you have them, use them. But we don't need them. Real reasons are good if you have them, use them. But we don't need them. Real reasons are good if you have them, use them. But we don't need them. Once you know you don't need them and that reality can be authored, you're in better shape. Repetition and simplicity, our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity, our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets solidified. Repetition and simplicity, our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity, our brains are just simple machines. Repetition and simplicity, our brains are just simple machines. The more you repeat, the more the wiring gets Repetition and simplicity Our brains are just simple machines that internet, that spectrum business line, which was supposed to have been fixed days ago.
Lale says, I'm sending this super chat now. Because I've been waiting for the right time to send a super chat. Which is now. You're right on time, baby. Hey. Walking Mall Poet says, is an instrumental of Gary V Beats planned? I mean, that's a very good point. I haven't put that out. And I should. I just, uh, I've just got stuff like planned, back, new stuff planned back to back. So every week. So dipping back and doing an instrumental album would push one of the new things back a week. But it does need doing. And thank you for reminding me. I will work that out. Yo, do me a favor, say a little prayer for that internet. It was supposed to have been fixed days ago. They told me it was fixed. Obviously, it's not fixed. It did the same thing it's been doing since I moved in here, which is just stop cutting out completely for uh, three minutes or something. So prayer emojis in the chat for that internet, baby. God bless. It worked yesterday. It worked yesterday. Yesterday, there was no problems, right? The power of prayer emojis. This is it. I've I've been lucky. I've been blessed. I've had a life that I would not trade with anyone in the world. When you talk about Ramadi, that was the highlight of my life. Because I was leading men in combat, which was something that I always wanted to do. And something that I felt that I was destined to do. And when I was in that situation, I knew that. I don't look back and say, oh, I wish I would have enjoyed that. No, I knew it then. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is what you have been waiting for your whole life and what you really have been preparing for your whole life and I was lucky to be there and I was lucky to have incredible guys to work with I was lucky enough to have guys that were so brave and so dedicated I will use the word fearless not that they didn't have fear but that they overcame it all the time Living in the midst 
below. Right at the end of the aisle, you see, where all these apostles, all these apostles, Michael. A rather gorgeous figure in beautiful armor with wings. And underneath him is a bat winged skull. And beneath those bat winged skull, all horror is let loose. Michael is about to slosh that skull. See with his sword. But below, ooh, there are nude bodies. Some of them pretty comely. desperate to have a child like so many people are now and they only have one child like so many people do now they don't want anything to happen to this child because like hey it's a miracle and she's the princess we're not letting anything around her so they have a big christening party and they invite everybody but they don't invite maleficent and maleficent is the terrible mother she's nature the thing that goes bump in the night she's the devil herself so to speak she's everything that you don't want your child to encounter so the king and queen say well we just won't invite her to the christening it's like good luck with that That's an eatable story. The mother who devours her child by overprotecting him or her. Instead of being strengthened by an encounter with the terrible world, they're weakened by too much protection. And then when they're let out into the world, they cannot live. And that's the story of Sleeping Beauty. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. And they apologize to Maleficent when she first shows up and say, well, you know, they have a bunch of half-witted excuses why they don't invite her. We forgot. It's like, I don't think so. You don't forget something like that. And she kind of makes that point. It's right, the whole horror of life. You don't forget about that when you have a child. That's for sure. You might wish that it would stay at bay, but you do not forget about it. The question is, do you invite it to the party? And the answer is, it bloody well depends how unconscious you want your child to be. And if you want your child to be unconscious, well, then you have the added advantage that maybe they won't leave home. And so you can take advantage of them for the rest of your sad life instead of going off to find something to do for yourself. Of course, you can take revenge on them if they do have any impetus towards courage that you sacrificed yourself 30 years ago and want to stamp out as soon as you see it develop in your child. That's another thing that would be quite pleasant. Be quite pleasant. Be quite pleasant. That's another thing that would be quite pleasant. Be quite pleasant. Be quite pleasant. That's another thing that would be quite pleasant. Be quite pleasant. 
isn't it quite pleasant? So that's what happens in Sleeping Beauty. I am. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. 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 Yeah, well, none of this is pleasant, and nothing that happens in that story is pleasant. So Sleeping Beauty, she's naive as hell. They put her out in the forest and have her raised by these goody two-shoes fairies. And then the first idiot prince that wanders by, she falls in love with so badly that she has post-traumatic stress disorder when he rides off on his horse. That's what happens. Then she goes into the castle and she's all freaked out because she met the love of her life. Like five minutes. That's when the spinning wheel, that's the wheel of fate, pops up and she pricks her finger. They try to get rid of all the spinning wheels. They try to get rid of all the wheels of fate with their pointed ends. She finds it, pricks her finger, falls down unconscious. Well, she wants to be unconscious, and no bloody wonder. She was protected her whole life. She's so damn naive that her first love affair just about kills her. She wants to go to sleep and never wake up. Never wake up. Never wake up. She wants to go to sleep and never wake up. And so that's exactly what happens. And then she has to wait for the prince to come and rescue her. You think, how sexist can you get? That's a boneheaded way of looking at the story because a prince isn't just a man who's coming to rescue the woman. The prince also represents the woman's own consciousness. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. story of sleeping beauty without that forward going courageous consciousness a woman herself will drift into unconsciousness and terror all she can do is lay there and sleep like the sleep of the naive and damned she has to wake herself up bring her own consciousness her own masculine consciousness into the forefront so that she can survive in the world unless the woman is taken out of man so to speak then she isn't a human being she's just a creature and that's partly what's embedded in this story so you don't want to read it as a patriarchal You don't want to read anything that way. Well, that's real. Make some noise for Jordan B. Peterson. And Sleeping Beauty, of course, and Prince Charming. What a guy. What a charming guy. Make some noise for the internet. We've got some. We are blessed. People who are living far below their means enjoy a freedom that people busy upgrading their lifestyles just can't fathom. And I think that's very important. Like, just to not upgrade your lifestyle all the time. True. To maintain your freedom. Maintain and it just freedom. gives you a freedom of operation. Once you make a little bit of money, you still want to be living like your old self so that just the worry goes away. So don't run out to upgrade that house and lifestyle and all that stuff. Let's say you're going to pay $1,000 an hour. The problem is that when you go into a work lifestyle like that, you don't just suddenly go from making $20 an hour to making $1,000 an hour. That's a progression over a long career. And as that happens, one subtle problem is that you upgrade your lifestyle as you make more and more money. And that upgrading of the lifestyle ups what you consider to be wealth, and you stay in this wage slave trap. So I forget who said it, maybe it was Nassim Taleb, but he said the most dangerous things are heroin and a monthly salary. Heroin and a monthly salary. I think that's very important. Yep. Like just to not upgrade your lifestyle all the time. Hey. To maintain your freedom. Maintain your to maintain freedom. your freedom. And I think that's very important. Like just to not upgrade your lifestyle all the time. To maintain your freedom.
freedom. The way you want to get wealth, you want to be poor and working and working and working. And this is, for example, how the tech industry works, where you don't make any money for 10 years, and then suddenly in year 11, you might have a giant payday. Ideally, you want to make your money in discrete lumps separated over long periods of time so that your own lifestyle does not have a chance to adapt quickly. And then you can basically say, okay, now I'm done. Now I'm retired. Now I'm free. I'm still going to work because you got to do something with your life, but I'm going to work on only the things that I want when I want. And it's going to be much more creative expression and much less about money. I forget who said it, maybe it was Nassim Taleb, but he said the most dangerous things are heroin and a monthly salary. I think that's very important, like just to not upgrade your lifestyle all the time, to maintain your freedom, to maintain your freedom. And I think that's very important, like just to not upgrade your lifestyle all the time, to maintain your freedom, to maintain your freedom. for Naval Ravikant in the M.A.Z., baby. Okay, now I should rest that neck of what's cracking, baby. You and your family and your friends could have your own arts festival and include whatever you like to do, such as drawing or painting or dancing or dressing up or singing cooking. There are many ways of saying who you are and how you feel. Ways that can be so helpful. Ways that don't hurt yourself or anybody else. You know, that's how you can tell when you're grown up inside. You're sure that what you're planning and doing are things that can be a real help to you and you're a neighbor. I'm proud of you, you know that. I hope you do.
gets down on his knees and says, put a load on me. This is obedience. This is receiving the instruction and information that your society knows you must have in order to live a competent life. When the camel is well loaded, he gets up on his feet and runs out into the desert where he becomes transformed into a lion. The heavier the load, the more powerful the lion. The heavier the load, the more powerful the lion. The heavier the load, the more powerful the lion. The function of the lion is to kill a dragon. And the name of the dragon is Thou Shalt. And on every scale of the dragon there is a Thou Shalt in front. Some of it comes from 2,000 years, 4,000 years ago. Some of it comes from yesterday morning's newspaper headline. When the dragon is killed, is transformed into a child, an innocent child living out of its own dynamic. Nietzsche uses the term Ein Aussicht, Rollendes Rad, a wheel rolling out of its own center. That's what you become. That is the mature individual. is a civilizing force that turns a human animal into a civilized human being. But then the one who is thrown off the thou shalt is still a civilized human being. You see, he has been humanized, you might say, by the thou shalt system. So his performance now as a child is not simply childlike at all. He has assimilated the culture and thrown it off as a thou shalt way in any artwork. You go to work and study an art. You study the techniques. You study all the rules. And the rules are put upon you by a teacher. Then there comes a time of using the rules, not being used by them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Shout out to Shikata Wari. 
Your music made me go for a run today after a year of hiatus. Wow. Thank you so much, Akira. I'll never stop. Don't you stop, Shika. Don't you ever stop, baby. What up, Seth Parker? What up, Milton Dan? G Humphrey 214. What's up, Tree Cat Bird Snake? Tree Cat Bird Snake. Ow! That's right. Kill that motherfucker. Ow. Ooh. Ooh, shoot. Yeah, what's cracking with y'all out there? Who said Avatar? Ah, oh, baby. We got one episode of Avatar left. We've been watching that as a family. That's been our little thing. After the meaning stream of the evening, we settle down in a little family and we watch an episode of the Avatar. We've been doing that for a couple months now. Now we're down to the last episode of Avatar, The Last Airbender. I'm pissed, baby. I don't want it to end. It's been so good. Every episode has been wonderful, apart from the last, the second to last episode, which was a bit weird and annoying. But, like, maybe I'll appreciate it better. I don't know. I'll tell you what's really weird about Avatar, The Last Airbender. It's just how much Game of Thrones ripped it off. The TV show, that is. Basically, there's a thing with the TV show. It has, like, extra bits that aren't in the books. And anything extra they add is always kind of a bit a bit lame and detracts. And uh, it started this cascade of missteps, which ended in the uh, in, in turning Game of Thrones, which was... It, could, it had the potential to be humanity's greatest artistic achievement. And, uh, you know, then the, the, the people who were adapting the books were kind of egomaniacs, I guess, and let the success go to their heads, and they thought it was down to them or whatever. And, and everything they, they did was foolish and bad. But what they did a lot of, it seems, is ripped off Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, a lot. There are so many pieces of Avatar The Last Airbender that wind up in Game of Thrones. It, it's, it gets ridiculous. I mean, even the intro is, is very similar. But, uh, you know, I haven't seen the last episode of Avatar The Last Airbender yet, so we'll talk about this tomorrow, maybe. Maybe I'll do my big breakdown of Avatar The Last Airbender tomorrow in a mythopoetic fashion, breakdown what it means on that level, uh, the archetypal aspects and all that thing. Maybe, or maybe I'll just be, be like, pissed off because the end sucked or something. I don't know. Because, like, it's been so good right up until now, then the second to last episode was kind of not good, and, like, now I'm a bit scared. Maybe they'll fuck it up. I don't know, baby. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about a cartoon. <laughs> about boy found in the ice. Humanity's last savior. Is he bringing balance, you know, to the, uh, the tribes of Earth who are split into four and they're, you know, elemental. There's the air people. There's the water people. There's the earth people and the fire people. But the fire people go rogue, baby. And they disrupt the balance. And uh, the avatar who's supposed to keep all the shit together, you know, he like, he disappears. He gets stuck in some ice for a hundred years and shit goes off. 
then he gets found, baby. He gets found in the ice. And he's just a little boy, you know? He's got to learn to be a man. He's got to learn to balance all the elements. It's got mad, like, wisdom in it. It's like, it's got mad wisdoms in it. It's very, very good. It's got a lot packed into it, you know? It's pretty dense. And it's a kid's show, you know? And it's real dope, baby. It's real dope. It's really nicely animated. It's, uh, it's an anime style, but I think it was an American co-production. Like many of the great things, you know, Thundercats, Ulysses. Hey. Milman Dan says, I reckon Herc would like Samurai Jack, my son, at his age. Well, here's the thing, right? Uh, i got to ask you. I mean, maybe this will be the, the international high five question tomorrow. We're going to need to replace it with something. Yo, yo. Glenn Barnett says, I haven't seen much of Avatar. Uh, what it's a convincing reason to watch it all curious it's really really good and it's archetypal as fuck and you know this is your, your boy Don I don't mess around I don't be watching hardly anything you know what I mean I don't waste my time on unworthy stuff I ain't got time for that baby I, I only fuck with greatness you know me and uh, Avatar's on some, some, some like greatness level shit it's got greatness in it baby the first chapter I have my book oh, oh. is called Stand Up Straight With Your Shoulders Back. And it's an injunction to be combative, not least to further your career, let's say, but also to adopt a stance of ready engagement with the world and to reflect that in your posture. I kind of have an affinity for lobsters. When a lobster loses a fight, it kind of crunches down, so he looks smaller. When he wins a fight, he stretches out, looks bigger. And so he's signaling to other lobsters the tally of his victory. So you think, well, so what? The lobster runs on serotonin, neurochemical. And if the lobster loses, the serotonin levels go down. And if he wins, the serotonin levels go up. And when the serotonin levels go up, he stretches out. And he's a confident lobster. And one of the consequences of that is if a lobster loses a battle and you give him the equivalent of antidepressants, then he stretches out and he'll fight again. Stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Stand up straight, 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 stand up straight with your shoulders back. watch Avatar The Last Airbender. Honestly, it's like, oh, it's better than Game of Thrones. Shoot. Yo, pray for the internet. Oh. One of the things that's happened in our society is that we seem to have concluded that strong men are a danger.
back. Damn, Spectrum. With your expensive-ass business line. Don't be messing with me, baby. We got vibes to regulate out here. We keep... Keep... Here you go. Anyway... in our society is that we seem to have concluded that strong men are dangerous and that's partly because we think western culture is a tyrannical patriarchy and the only reason you get to the top is because you misuse power so all the men who are at the top of the heart are all misusing their power and they're all tyrannical and all the guys who have the aim and ambition to achieve that are just tyrants in training that's sort of the basic attitude that we have towards our own culture and towards young men now Everything about that is pathological and inexcusable and shameful. One of the things that's happened in our society is that we seem to have concluded that strong men are dangerous. And that's partly because we think Western culture is a tyrannical patriarchy and the only reason you get to the top is because you misuse power. So all men who are at the top of the heart are all misusing their power and they're all tyrannical. And all the guys who have the aim and ambition to achieve that are just tyrants in training. That's sort of the basic attitude that we have towards our own culture and towards young men now. Everything about that is pathological and inexcusable and shameful. One of the things that's happened in our society is that we seem to have concluded that strong men are dangerous. And that's partly because we think Western culture is a tyrannical patriarchy and the only reason you get to the top is because you misuse power. So all men who are at the top of their heart, they're all misusing their power and they're all tyrannical. And all the guys who have the aim and ambition to achieve that are just tyrants in training. That's sort of the basic attitude that we have towards our own culture and towards young men now. Everything about that is pathological and inexcusable and shameful. You know, I used to watch kids skateboard. I liked watching those kids. I like watching skateboarders do those crazy things. Because they're trying to become competent. They're facing danger. They don't want the damn protective gear. It's like, no. I don't want to wear a helmet. I want to expose myself to this danger. It's not that I'm stupid. And the kids are often shooed away. It's like, wait a sec. They're practicing being courageous. They're practicing mastering something in the face of danger. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children. Don't bother children. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children. Oh, yeah. 
Do not bother children when they're skateboarding. Do not bother Wave Lords when they're live streaming. Do not mess with Wave Lord Internet when the Wave Lord is live streaming Spectrum. Yo, this is about this is like this could be war. If this if there's any more of this, it could be war, baby. Like how long has this been going on? Like nearly two weeks? Is it nearly two weeks I've been here? Yo. Well, apologies to everyone uh, who's locked in live. If you're on the podcast, you won't have noticed other than the fact that I kind of like looped the beginning of that record for about six minutes, uh, waiting for the internet to come back on. But it did not. And uh, I guess it's here now, but it keeps disappearing and reappearing. So I'm going to have to cut the broadcast short and uh, go get on the phone and, and uh, try and persuade these people to fix this issue now. They're supposed to have already fixed it. I had a guy out here on Monday or something. Where was he out here? Was he out here? I don't know. He was out here like four days ago or something. He was here for like four hours. And then he promised me. He said, okay, he basically couldn't do anything. But he said it was something in the area. And there were people working on it right now. And it would be uh, rectified within 24 hours. He told me, how could you do that, you know? How could you lie to someone? Disgraceful. Anyway, so yeah, I'm going to have to get out of here and go fix that. So uh, thank you to everyone who's been supporting. Uh, thank you, Andrew, Dexter, Insight of the Ages, Jose Talavera, Hybrid Loser, Walking Mall Poet, Matt Lally, Milkman Dan, Miss Superconductor, for the 137th day of meaning. This was a stream for you, Miss Superconductor. I hope you liked it. It was pretty epic. A little shorter than normal, and the internet disappeared at the end, but it was pretty epic other than that. By Jove, by goodness, by crikey. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Rain, hail, or shine. We'll be back, baby, okay? And, uh, yeah, thank you all for being here. Let's do it by five. Let us buy that five. Yeah, he is. Three, two, one. Seven a.m. switch. Oh yeah, and uh, get that good feeling music video dropping in a couple of hours. In a couple of hours, let's reconvene for that. <laughs>